Welcome to the episode we've all been longing for, myself included. This is episode 5.5, the second part of the episodes in space-themed music. As I told you last time, this .5 episode will not only feature suggestions that didn't make it onto the main episode, but will also feature information to each song. So as the name suggests, and as promised, today is all about music that evokes the feeling of contemplative spaciousness, music that invites to cosmic endeavors in an almost hypnotic way. The first song we heard already set the tone for this theme, Strings of Light by Yusuf Kamal from the 2016 album Black Focus. This album was a collaborative record between the drummer, who by the way is one of my favorite London-based artists at the moment, Yusuf Days, and he's probably also one of the most talented drummers of our time, and producer-slash-multi-instrumentalist Kamal Williams. I really recommend you listen to the whole album as it is truly absorbing and enthralling or, to put it as simply as Exclaim Magazine did, dope. Now comes the song that gave this episode its name, a wonderfully spacey, in the usual 70s fashion cosmic spiritual tune by Pharaoh Sanders. Here is Astral Traveling. Thank you. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty confident that I didn't promise too much when I said that we were going on a spiritual journey with the music we're gonna play today. So this song showcases the sheets of sound technique very well, and Pharaoh picked that up while working with John Coltrane in the 60s. The goal of the sheets of sound technique is to enter every space that surrounds the, the listener and absorb into it, kind of occupying every inch. And it is no surprise that this rich meditative style of music by Pharaoh uh, has been called spiritual jazz. He would also seek inspiration from religious concepts such as karma and tahweed. And this song appeared on the 1971 album Tembi, which means trustworthy and is of Bantu origin. Apart from working with Coltrane, Pharaoh has worked with other great saxophonists such as Ornell Coleman and Albert Eiler, who would later become known as having started the free jazz movement. All these musicians were incredibly influenced uh, by the spiritual nature of their music, and you can see that not only in the way they express themselves through music, but even how they express themselves in interviews, so when speaking. Albert Eiler once said to an interviewer that Train was the father, Pharaoh was the son, and he was the Holy Ghost. So you can see how, how much whatever they read, whatever they thought about, whatever they discussed really influenced kind of their whole life. And uh, I don't know, this for me is really what's, what symbolizes this 70s form of jazz, this, this spiritual, cosmic, celestial jazz, however you want to call it. So in our society, we think that we are very rational and, you know, we're modern, etc. But actually, there are still a lot of hints of superstition that persist. And probably the most popular form of spiritual belief nowadays are zodiac signs. This is a topic that Pharaoh picked up for his 1989 song, Moonchild. Oh 
Lonnie Liston-Smith, piano and keyboard player, who was part of Pharoah Sanders' band before, founded his own group in 1973 called Lonnie Liston-Smith and the Cosmic Echoes. Creating sounds that were described as atmospheric fusion, they published the album Cosmic Funk one year later. And it includes our next song, titled Sais Egypt, named after the ancient Egyptian city whose patron goddess was Ni. She was said to be the first and prime creator. She created the universe and all it contains, managing how it functions. She was, amongst many other functions, the goddess of wisdom, war, the rivers, and most interestingly for us, the goddess of the cosmos. Thank you. 
To continue, I want to introduce you to another great musician, maybe the one on the list who stayed loyal to the theme of space and spirituality for the longest amount of time. He sought inspiration from ancient Egyptian mythology as well, would wake up his band at 4am for 12 hour rehearsals, went on a world tour for 25 years. And he claimed he was an angel from Saturn on a mission to preach peace and by including concepts of Egyptian mythology and sci-fi into his work, he initiated the movement of Afrofuturism. His band was not just a group of musicians who rehearsed together and recorded music. They lived together, ate together, and were punished by him if they showed up late. On stage, the whole band would wear Egyptian robes and perform what they called cosmodramas. I'm of course talking about Sun Ra and the orchestra. Love and life interested me so that I dared to knock at the door of the cosmos Love and life interested me so that I dared to knock at the door of the cosmos
The first song I played for you was Door of the Cosmos, which is one of Sun Ra's most famous compositions, and the second one is called Celestial Love. We can only hope that what we find behind the doors of the cosmos is an otherworldly form of love. Unfortunately, what many people experience in this world is hatred, marginalization and racism. Sun Ra addressed all these issues in his music and other artwork. The civil rights movement, Vietnam, social unrest, moon landings, youth culture, identity politics and hypercapitalism, they all find their way into his work. In 1972, he made a film called Space is the Place in which he and the orchestra appear to the urban African-American community of Oakland, California as aliens that invite them to seek refuge and emancipation far away from white America beyond the stars. The film mixes lo-fi sci-fi with black exploitation, political broadcast, and could even be described as an extended proto-music video. So I highly recommend you watch that if you got more into the space theme through this episode. Next on the list is Andy Bay with his powerful voice singing Celestial Blues. We must get closer to the essence of Expand your mind, don't let it wither and die You'll find that it lifts your spirits high to the sky So meditate Come on, let's contemplate Andy Bay is not as well known as he deserves to be. He has an incredible wide voice range of four octaves. He has worked with numerous other great singers, amongst them the wonderful Dee Dee Bridgewater. Now we continue with a modern take on the space theme with two songs from the Sundrop Garden's first album from 2019. This is Infintro, followed by Universe.
These are just some beautiful harmonious sounds. I really enjoyed this undulating character they have. I have to thank sound and color friend Maria for recommending this to me while I was planning this episode. I really enjoyed the mixture of the spiritual sounds and the minimalist R&B. The musician just started her career and this first album is the first of 12 planned of what she calls Sundrops. She plans to release one every year. As of now, there isn't really much information to her identity other than that she lives on an island of the South Asian coastline where she produces everything herself in her home studio. However, she already joined FKJ on a world tour and performed at the O2 Academy in Brixton last October. I really hope to be able to see her perform live soon. We arrived at the end of our interstellar voyage. I hope that you enjoyed the music as much as I did and that you discovered some musicians that you didn't know before. And there is good news. After finding out how to make it work, even though we're still quarantining in different countries, Matt and I will be working together again on the next episodes. To finish off the theme of space, I want to play one last track that I had in mind since the beginning of Sound and Color and strangely forgot when planning the last episode. Here is one of my absolute favorites, Lady in the Moon by the extraordinary Hungarian guitar player Gabor Zabo. Thank you.